welcome back to Inclusive and Online with Kate and Dan. I'm Kate. And I'm Dan. In our roles in the e-learning office, Dan and I have had several international student employees come through our office. That's right. We've had students from our neighbors to the north, Canada, along with Nigeria and Russia. That got us curious about what the international student experience is as a whole and how institutions can create inclusive environments that feel safe for the international students who have trusted our institutions with their education. And to help us unpack some of the issues international students face, we put together a small panel of international students to visit the podcast and share their experiences. We've talked a lot in previous episodes about student experience and how the various intersectionalities in students' lives can impact their educational experience. One student experience we haven't touched on too much yet is the experience of international students. And as we've seen with all of our past episodes, there's no one experience that will be shared by all students in a certain group. So in this episode, we thought it might be helpful to talk to three different international students about their own unique experiences right here at Oakland University. Welcome to the show. Today we have Gracie and Dasha joining us. Dasha is from Moscow, Russia, and is going for her master's in organizational leadership. An interesting fact about Dasha is that she played D1 tennis for Oakland University and as an undergraduate student started CrossFit. We also have Gracie Chohan, who is born in India um, and is a business student, a junior at Oakland University. She is trained in Bollywood dance and performs with the OU Vitality Dance Team. Um, So thank you all for being here today. Gracie, we'll start with you. One of the things that you mentioned in your experience with the H-4 visa, switching to a student visa and trying to get your green card. Can you tell the listeners what the H-4 visa is and elaborate on some of the challenges that you've had during that process? I can like give you kind of a, I'll start from the beginning of what an H-4 visa is. So long story short, my dad, I was born in India and my dad got a job offer from India. And when you move as like, you get a sponsorship of a visa and it's called an H-1. So my father is on an H-1 visa, which allows him to work in the United States because he's qualified for that. Now he can bring a spouse, he can bring his spouse and his children along, and we are H1 dependent. So our visa is just depending on him, which means like my mom got an EAD so she can work, but the children cannot. I cannot work because I am a dependent. So I'm 20 years old and have lived in America probably like 15 years now. And I've never been able to work and I'm just on a visa. And my little sister was born in America, so she can work. So I'm like the only one who's kind of part of that. And I age out once I'm 21. So what aging out is, is that once I turn 21, I'm not allowed to depend on my father anymore. I'm not allowed to depend on his visa. Even though my family is in the process of getting a green card, I won't be part of that process anymore. I have to start all over as an independent. So... I'm turning 21, June of next year, and I am trying to get my visa to transfer over to a student visa. So I have to do the whole process myself so I can stay here and study here. And that process in state takes about 22 months right now. So I hope I can still stay here or once I turn 21, I probably will have to go back and try to get it done over there. So that's really what an age four is. Just I depend on someone else for my status to live in America legally. 
And I'm trying to transfer to an F1 because an F1 is a student visa, which a lot of, which is what most international students come here on to study. So an F1 sponsors your university. You can go to any university in America and study here and pursue a degree here. So yeah, that's what an age four is. <laughs> I'd imagine that's been kind of a stress stressful process that's kind of interrupted you in the middle of your educational uh, educational experience here at Oakland. For sure. I remember like about a year or two ago, my dad was like, oh, by the way, once you turn 21, you're not like, you're going to either like have to leave or you're going to have to get a student visa. I'm like, what? Like, I'm, I don't know what this is. I've never heard of it. I'm like, even doing the thing is being on age four, I'm not eligible for FAFSA. I can't, I don't have a social security number. I can't work. And seeing my peers, even growing up in high school, be able to do FAFSA, be able to work small jobs. I was like, I wish I could do that. I really do wish I could do that because I've lived in America most of my life. So I have all the other experiences of here, except things for me to like work and for me to pursue an education of a higher degree. And knowing that it just like all depends on how fast the government <laughs> does everything. And it's pretty stressful. And it's kind of hard to understand because a lot of people don't really know what visas are, or when they do know, they know like student visas. They don't really understand how much more, there's many more visas, many more ways people come to this country legally. So yeah, and I just had, I just happened to be born into a family who moved here. That's really the reason why I'm here. First of all, I mean, thanks for sharing that experience. I mean, that was eye-opening for me. And I just keep thinking of, in addition to just the barriers with the visa, is that it's also presenting barriers for future opportunity without having that work experience, without being able to pursue those types of opportunities. You know, I'm, I'm, um, I, I can't imagine being in that situation and that, you know, you're being pushed you know, by society to keep moving forward, to keep getting your education. Yet there's all these bureaucratic barriers that you have to get through as well. I'm, I'm wondering if uh, anybody else on the panel has had any kind of experiences with their visa that's really been just prohibitive toward that overall college experience. Dasha, do you want to comment on any of the experiences you've had? Because you have been able to seek employment here. You've, you've worked for our department and I know you've had some other challenges around that as well. Yes, then um, I came here as an international student on F1 visa. My process uh, was pretty smooth. As a, as a student athlete, I had a lot of help from my coach uh, regarding the paperwork. All, all I had to do is translate my diploma, sign a couple of papers, send it to the university, it took them a couple of days to get back to me. They sent me the I-20, which is uh, a certificate of eligibility for uh, non-immigrant student status. I scheduled an appointment at the American Embassy in Russia, and I got my visa within a couple, couple of weeks. It was seven years ago. Now it's much different, um, especially with the country that I'm from. But... Last year, I was able to get my, so because I'm a Russian citizen, I have to reapply for my visa every year. And it doesn't um, apply to other countries. I know that, for example, for Belarusian students, they get a visa for three years, I believe. 
Ukrainian students get for five, Russians get only uh, a visa for one year. It doesn't mean that you have to leave and come back every year. You can stay here as long as you have your I-20, that status, uh, the student status. But last year I went back home. Um, my visa did expire before I go, before I went to Russia in um, the American embassy in Russia was closed. So I made an appointment in a different country, the third country, uh, third party country, which was Kazakhstan. And it was a very interesting journey. I flew into Russia, then I went to Kazakhstan, had my appointment there. And even with everything that's going on in the world right now, I still got my visa within two days. I had my appointment and the next day I got my visa. So the time is changing, but I think if you're a student and you have a proof that you do have the funds to study or you have a scholarship at the university, it is not a problem to get uh, that F1 visa. So Dasha, let me follow up with you. You know, you've kind of elaborated a little bit on your process and, and what it took for you to apply for your visa, but what other ways has being an international student kind of shaped your experiences here at Oakland? Oh, I can talk on and on about that. Um, I think my story is a little different than everybody else because I was a student athlete and coming to the States, um, I had a lot of support from my teammates because they were international as well. So they went through um, a lot being here at Oakland. So they helped me along uh, with, you know, the experience at Oakland. But the international student office um, helped me a lot since day one. You know, they have all the events. If they, if you have any questions, you always can schedule an appointment or come in and ask for help. But, you know, at the beginning, I didn't know um, anything about the country. I didn't know anything about if I could work on campus, off campus. And like I said, the international office helped me a lot with answering all those questions. Has anybody else had any similar experiences with kind of the engagement on, on campus and, and how being an international student has shaped that for them? I feel as if being an international student, I obviously am not like to the point where I'm just now coming from a different country, which I can imagine. And I'm very glad that you have the support of the international students and of like other peers with you because in my experience, like it's not the same at all, but for, I didn't know there were other people who also like knew about my visa situation knew about things like this could actually help me out. Like the only people I ever asked questions to were my dad and my lawyer about all this. And seeing people like in these events or in the international like international students in my at OU that are also going through the same thing is like crazy to see because I never thought that existed like all throughout high school I was like oh I can't work because of this and people were like what because like an H1 is very H4 is very different from a student visa like a student visa is very easy to get if you're doing it from out of country but since I'm doing it here like I'm staying here and doing it that's why it's taking so long if I were to go back to India and do it, I mean, there are COVID protocols, but it would still not take as long, but it would be a lot faster for sure. But yeah, no, the student, like, 
the student body and just OU in general, not even like people, like just my counselors too have helped me so much just navigating on what to do and where to go and how to figure out resources. And even like with internships and stuff, like I'm looking for like unpaid ones and ones that can sponsor my visa. So I've had a lot of help and I've only been here a semester. So I've definitely seen like help <laughs> for sure. Gracie, when you do get that F1 visa, you will have a lot of support from the international student office. You know, you will, you can work. <laughs> you can work on campus, off campus. It's a great plus. And uh, I mean, I'm sure you've done your research, but after you do get your uh, F1 visa and after you're done with your degree, you will eligible to work off campus for a year and hopefully get sponsored and get the H1B like your dad did 15 years ago. That is what I hope. I definitely did not know there were so many opportunities. Like, I didn't even, honestly, I didn't even know there were this many international students at OU when I first, because I I was starting off at State, and I did a semester there. I went to OCC because it was a pandemic when I, I graduated 2020. So everything was online. I went to OCC, and I was like, I'm going to go to OU. It's 15 minutes away from my house. Like, let me try it. And the support, the amount of international students here, I did not even know. Like, I had no idea. And the amount of involvement there is with everyone, too, and trying to help others. Like, I just, I was surprised. I was like, oh, wow. I had no idea. But I'm very excited for that. Once I get my F1, being able to actually work. Like, I'm actually so excited to just be able to work. Like, <laughs> people don't understand that. Yeah. But living here, like you said, you didn't know that there is such a support from the yeah. international office. But I came from a different country. And when I was picking my suitcase, I had no idea. I thought well, I'm going to be the only one the international student at this university. And like it's a small city, you know, Rochester Hills. And then when I came and I went to this um, international, it was international like a meeting for every for new the freshman mm-hmm. something like that and I saw like hundreds of people I was in shock I I can imagine and I wouldn't even know what to expect coming from a whole different country because you would probably see like for me it would be the media I'd be like this is how American schools are like I don't know if I want to go into that <laughs> like that's how I would be but I even have like an emerging leader like I had a leadership um like cohort like a week ago and everybody I was sitting at the table with was from a different country like we had people from like Germany from Mexico from for I was like oh wow like this is crazy to see and they're like all like just new here too and so determined to like do great in this country I'm like it just feels nice to see so many people are here from different places and that OU is so willing to include everyone and help them out for sure I know one of my uh, favorite things I used to do when I was on campus a lot more was yeah, you know, at the start of the year, they would have uh, almost a reception for the for the new international students, and maybe that's what you're speaking of, Dasha. And they would have, you know, foods and all sorts of stuff from you know different cultures there to, uh, well, entice people to be there to learn a little bit more and just interact with our international student community. And I'll agree, I didn't realize it was as big of a community as it really is. So. I'm glad you mentioned that. It reminded me of that. It's always a great event if you can catch that one. All right. Well, let me toss out the next question. This one is for everybody on the call. Um, 
One of the themes of our podcast has been inclusivity in the college environment. Do you find that your status as an international student has impacted how you included you feel on campus socially? Um, you know, every international student have a unique background. And from my experience, people would most likely want to hear about it, learn about it, you more. And, you know, just ask questions. Where are you from? What are you doing here? What are you studying? And at first, if for me, it was strange because I come from a country where the small talk is not such a thing, you know? And it took me a couple of years to um, adjust and accept it. But, you know, when I was a junior or senior, when it was closer for me to graduate, I love those talks. I love telling people where I'm coming because, as I said, everybody has a unique story. And then you find out that you're not the only one, you know, and then people share their stories. And that's that's how you make, um, you know, friends, connections that might help you because, uh, as Gracie said, everybody goes, as an international student, everybody goes almost through the same thing. Yeah, you might be on H, you might be on um, F, but the the similarities are, are most likely to happen. And there are people, there are a lot of people that are willing to help you and just maybe just by sharing their story. I like, I totally agree. Honestly, just in general, like OU is such an inclusive and diverse campus, just even outside of international students. I just, everyone I come across, like, really is so interested in everyone and everyone's background and very willing to hear and when like since I just changed my business to me my major to business like being in my business classes a lot of the things we've had to do especially in the first few weeks are like talk about yourself or do a speech about yourself or write about yourself and we have to tell and a lot of the time it's like about like okay, well, I come from here and this is what I'm dealing with. And to like even explain those things to people who don't know about it is like great to do because like people are interested. They're like, oh, wow, I did not know this was a thing. And it's like really fun to do. And like, I remember we were doing a resume project in my business writing class last week. And I was like writing my job experience. Like I can't have, I was telling her, I was like, I don't have any job experience. I can't, I've like tutored, I've babysat like a little bit. Like, you know, that's it. And like, I was, she was like, oh, wow, like, why? I'm like explaining it to the professor. And she was like, oh, wow, I'm going to look into this because I know some students that are into like just having people be so invest interested in it too is like, it's really nice to share this with other people because then you learn something new. And I really do feel like it's a very inclusive campus in general. So I've felt fully accepted by everyone and accommodated too as well. So, yeah. I totally agree with you. When I came to the States, I met a girl. She was Ukrainian and she spoke a little bit of Russian. So she, the, the best advice she gave me, and I tell them, if, if I meet an international student, that's what I tell them right away. She told me, she's like, Dasha, you will have a lot of difficult time finding a job. And not just because um, you're from a different country it's just because of your visa status so do as much volunteering job do as much um, you know 
different things that that you could put on your resume because when you're out of that out of university in four years yes you can explain everybody your visa status and what you have to go through but most likely people will understand it and they will um try to help you out but at the end of the day they look at your resume and that's like i said that was the biggest advice i've had and it was it helped me so much because i i followed her um advice and i volunteered a lot and i did a lot as a, as a student athlete uh, to put on my resume which i said helped me so much after i graduated college yeah i definitely agree because since we can't work like that's like really like my resume is literally just my volunteering my organizations my clubs the things i go in like the things i do the things i write that's it's literally all of that and it's that's okay too like i've learned to accept that that's okay because i that is still more than a lot of people do but that's the way i show like i present myself like okay i'm try to sign up for everything i try to volunteer I try to do everything and so when I saw like this for example like I signed up because I really do want to like not just like advocate for people and like explain things more but also just like to just be as involved as I can because I'm here I'm only going to be in college one time as well we're all going to be in college only once and might as well I like, get the most out of experiences is like that's the best thing to do and it looks good on your resume so <laughs> yeah for sure I agree. That's very good advice. I would give that to everyone too. So we've talked a little bit about like social life around campus. We've talked a little bit about like work-related issues. Um, how about like your status as an international student as it impacts you um, like in the classroom? Have you found any ways in which that is impactful in your class experiences? Yes, I have learned that um, coming from a different country, you are not going through the same thing as an American student. When the class starts, you have to introduce yourself to the professor and not just in front of everybody. You have to stay after class. Well, I'm saying it because now we're during this COVID time, maybe sign up for a Zoom meeting or something because it used to just, you know, after class, you just stay for five minutes, you talk to the professor, but I'm sure right now there are a lot of ways to talk to them and communicate. But when I was um, in undergrad, every class, every semester, I would stay after class, introduce myself, explain what my weaknesses um, are as an international student and a student athlete, because as a student athlete, we missed a lot of classes and exams. So you have to communicate with your professor and uh, find ways to make it work. I remember when I was a freshman, I took this history class and my English skills weren't good enough to take that class. And um, I communicated with my professor. I explained him what I'm struggling with. And he helped me throughout the whole semester. He, he, prepared, me for, he prepared me for the final exam. He didn't even give me the answers right, or anything, but he did guide me in the right direction to pass that final exam. And now looking back, you know, if I didn't reach out to him, if I didn't explain um, that I needed help, I probably would fail that class. And it's not just with this with the history class; it's with every class I've taken. 
I always introduced myself and I always, uh, you know, I always made sure that professor knows who I am and where I'm coming from. I would just like to say that Dasha had the best bosses and instructors in her experience here. Yes, I did, Ben. <laughs> so I want to shift gears again here. I want to, uh, to discuss culture for a moment because each of us comes from distinct cultural backgrounds, which when going into a new culture can create some unforeseen barriers or challenges. So can uh, anybody elaborate on you know, adapting to U.S. culture started for you and, and how it's going now? Obviously, like I have been here a lot, a lot of my life, so it's not as like big of a culture shock to me, but still every day, even though I've lived here for so long, still every day I see things that are like, wow, it's a culture shock because I learned my first language, Hindi first. That's what I learned when I lived in India. And then I learned English after I came here. And then I also moved back to India for second and third grade too. So then I had, I was like in India learning in Hindi and then English and then another language and I came back and I, it was just like a mess. So I was for sure like the language thing is a very big thing. And for someone to come here, like Dasha did like in um, college and learn college courses and also be learning like English fluently at the same time, that is crazy. Like I'm, you are so smart to be doing that, to be taking history classes and still not being fluent. Like and now you're so good at it. I just could not even imagine because when I was younger and trying to learn it, it was the hardest thing in the world. And now taking college level courses, I think it's insane and amazing for everyone who's doing that. But there's definitely like culture shocks there is because I, again, like my family, we do speak in Hindi. We we are very much into our culture. We go to, we do all the things. We do all the religious events. We do everything. And then sometimes I'm like, so equally diverse in American and Indian culture I see that every day as I realize like I will go to like I will go I will be in class and campus with my friends and then after that I'll be going to like a Diwali event or I'll be going to the temple to like in my cl fancy clothes and everything and my friends will see it on social media and they're like what is that like what are you doing and like introducing my American friends to it and like inviting them with me showing them the clothes showing them the food showing them the culture like it's actually, it's very fun, I would think. Like, I love my culture and just showing people, like showing American people my culture, like, and because they're so interested in it too. Like, it's very fun. I really love, like, there are a lot of culture shocks sometimes, even like after being here for so long, I'm like, oh, I didn't know, like, you could do that. <laughs> like, shoes in the house. Like, I remember that was like a big thing for me. I was like, who wears shoes in the house? Like, I was so mind blown by that. <laughs> I was so mind blown. I like, I still cannot wear shoes in my, like, in anyone's house. Like, my boyfriend is American and he, he's like, just keep your shoes on. I'm like, I can't, like, it feels weird. Like, I don't want to, <laughs> I just want to take it off. Like, it feels weird. So there's definitely culture shocks, but just introducing people to your culture is just so like it's like the best experience ever I feel like everyone who's an international student everyone who's a different culture would agree that showing your American friends like what you do and getting them involved is like the best feeling ever and yeah <laughs> I totally agree with you and then the the keeping shoes on is still crazy to me as well <laughs> I remember I, I have a lot of stories about the shoes, but um, it's been seven years for me. And I even if people tell me to keep my shoes on, I still take them off. 
<laughs> and then like I'm home and then my socks are dirty and then I tell myself, okay, I'm going to keep my shoes on next time. And then I don't. <laughs> it's like crazy because it's like probably like it, I don't, I feel like most countries do do that, but then I feel bad because I don't want to like, people are like, what are you doing? And oh, there's another thing that a lot of like countries do. We don't wear like our home clothes and like our outside clothes at home, outside clothes in the bed. That's yeah, such a big thing too. Me. Yeah. Like right now, like I didn't know, I went to class. I did not wear this. Like I had to change into different clothes. I cannot get into my room or in my bed and like outside clothes. Like that's such a different thing. And I'm just like, what are you doing? And also like classics. Like <laughs> I do not know any classics. They'll be like, you've never heard of that movie. You've never seen that. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like they'll be like, that's a classic. I'm like, I don't know what that is. Like when people bring up the Beatles or when they bring up very popular TV shows or movies or very popular bands, I'm like lost. And everyone's like, what? I'm like, sorry. <laughs> Was it? I didn't live here my whole life. Again, I don't know what to tell you. One of my uh, favorite memories from working with Dasha um, was when she brought in a bunch of Russian food to the office and we all got to sit down together and like eat a bunch of food and try new things that we had never tried before. And um, I was really grateful for uh, Dasha setting that up. It was a great experience. It was a great experience. And, you know, it's very, it was very nice to kind of step back a little bit and observe everybody. It was awesome. It was great. It was good to hear people's opinion about food and what they think about certain things. And I do, I try to do it um, often with my American friends and not just American friends. I have a lot of international um, friends from different countries and we always do it. And it's amazing. It's how we learn about it. I'd just like to say that uh, Dasha and I believe it was you and one of your friends cooked all of that food first the night before. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, it was fun. Good experience. That was a lot of fun. It doesn't, it's not a hard sell with Kate and food. She likes food. <laughs> I do love food. I'm I'm down to try whatever you bring me. So kind of sticking with culture here, what do you do, if anything, uh, to maintain your sense of cultural identity while living abroad? I'm going to ask you first, Dasha. You know, when I um, started speaking, people already know that I'm from a different country just because of my accent. But, you know, I've been here for seven years and obviously I do have um, a little Russian community and a Russian circle, but I, I've, I've adapted to American culture and I just, I just stay who I am. And, you know, people, people, if people ask me where I'm from, I tell them where I'm from and I uh, tell them about my background. I used to go to Russian concerts when I was in college but not anymore. Um, they stopped all those activities due to circumstances in the world. But I still go to the Russian store. I cook Russian food sometimes. Oh, I do have one more thing to wear, to say. I wear hats and scarves and lots of clothes during the winter. <laughs> so when people look well, at we do me, that here too, they Dasha. know I'm not from here. <laughs> Even though it's warmer here than Russia, <laughs> I still get cold. I totally get that. I get so cold, and I've been living here for so long. I like I go back to India, and their winter, like their December, is like eighty-five degrees, and I'm like, <laughs> and then you're living in Michigan, it's like okay, 
but no I totally get that like maintaining your sense of like I'm I I like Russian I would love to try Russian food also like that sounds so good I love trying other cultures food and I think it's so cool how you cooked it yourself too and did all that like my parents cook all the like I'm glad my parents are here because they I eat Indian food every day like we I can't go like sometimes I'm like going on a trip or I'm on vacation and I don't have Indian food for like a week and I miss it so much I'm like that's my comfort food like because that's like you're cut like where you come from and what you're used to and what you're like you just miss it so much like that's my comfort food like I will be on vacation somewhere tropical somewhere nice and I'll like be like where's the where's the Indian restaurant at and be like what like you can get that anytime but it's just like like definitely like staying connected to your roots like I'm very big on like just going to all the events there's so many things like every culture is so unique and we have so many things like we have so many like our dresses our outfits our food our um culture like our what our music our movies are very big like I watch any movies all the time I make all my American friends watch them even though they're three hours long <laughs> make them sit down and put out captions and watch them so yeah I would say very much like like to keep connected to my roots because I feel like it's a big thing for me. All right, we've got one final question for you all. Um, so if each of you could give one piece of advice to an incoming international student, what would you say? I would give an advice that you should not be afraid to ask for help. Make friends, participate in all the events on campus and just enjoy your experience at Oakland University. Yeah, I honestly watching like listening to podcasts and watching movies like American movies is like probably the best way to learn English. Like, honestly, I've noticed that a lot of international students I know and everyone like the best way to learn is probably just by watching movies, listening to music, listening to podcasts, like a very good cheat code along with classes. But my advice would just be to like everyone else said, stay involved. There are so many things to do. I didn't even know there was so much to do here at campus. Like every day there's something going on be involved try to be part of as much as you can and know that people around you like for the most part do want the best for you ask for help um collect resources talk to people around you and just enjoy your time here that's all great advice Um, thank you all for joining us today we appreciate you taking the time to share your stories with our listeners so thanks again thank you We'd like to thank Gracie and Indasha for joining us today. If you liked this episode, don't forget to subscribe and rate our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. We value your feedback and your ratings and reviews will help others discover our show. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at inclusiveonlinepod. If you'd like to get in touch with us with your ideas, feedback, or requests to collaborate, you can send us an email at inclusiveonlinepod at gmail.com. Don't forget to take a look at all of our resources for today's episode linked in the show notes. Special thanks to our production assistant, Kayla Yuka. We'll be back next month with our next episode. Until then, we hope you feel included. <laughs>